Sometimes people ask the question, like, why didn't my narcissist hoover me? Like, was I not good enough? Did you leave your toxic relationship only to get sucked back in a week later, a month later, maybe even a year later? Maybe you've been in a cycle and you're looking at, wait a second, like I left this relationship, now I'm back in and I don't even know how I got here. I don't even know what happened. Maybe you've noticed that over the past eight years, it's been a cyclical in nature. Oh, we leave, we break up, we get back together, we leave, like all back and forth. And you start to realize like, wait a second, like this is not an actual long relationship, but it's been a, a short like stint of like all these mini relationships where we've broken up and gotten back together. And you start to realize like, what is actually going on? Like, why am I doing this anymore? Like, why am I in this relationship when it seems like it, it always ends bad? A lot of times if you've been in a toxic relationship, it'll take people multiple times to leave that relationship. An abusive relationship on average takes people seven times before they actually leave and stay gone. Because oftentimes abusers are very inept at being able to come into your life and be able to manipulate it so that you stay in their life longer. Normally what we call this phrase is the idea of hoovering. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. If you're new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this platform to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. Do that by dropping nuggets of truth on all different platforms out there. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We got the podcasts on Amazon Music, Apple, uh, also on Spotify. So if you're on any of those platforms, give us some of the other platforms to follow. Just look up Raw Motivations and follow everywhere to help that community and help us build a people that understand what narcissism actually is. Because a lot of people don't. There's a lot of therapists and psychologists out there that aren't equipped of actually dealing with this. This is why when you go to couples counseling, sometimes you walk out and you feel worse than you did when you went in the, to start off with because you walked in with a narcissist and then you walked out and they still had the mask up the whole time, convincing, manipulating the therapist into thinking that you're the toxic person. Well, today we want to talk about the idea of hoovering. Hoovering is the idea of where you get sucked back in. So you can think of like Hoover as far as like the vacuum, Hoover, you know, it sucks up the dirt. Like it sucks you back in to a place where you think, I'm trapped. I can't get out of this. There's no way out and there's no reason why I should be here, but it is what it is. I'm just sucked back in. A lot of times people think that the Hoovering aspect is a positive thing. Is it? Or is it actually a negative thing? See, what happens is when you when you get hoovered is a lot of times you'll get to the end of the relationship and you'll leave the relationship and you'll you'll pull away and they'll start to pursue you more. They'll start to profess their change, their love for you, everything that they want to do. And it's typically at the end of the relationship. We've got a lot of videos on that. Or it's after the relationship. So let's say you broke up, you're completely separated. And now they're pursuing you even more. Now it's phone calls. Now it's text. Now it's stalking. Now it's actually like showing up. Now it's sending you flowers. Now it's sending you gifts. Now it's sending a bunch of different things and being like, hey, I'm changed. I'm different. Let's get back together. And what you'll see sometimes is you'll see sometimes two different ways of one is an apology and one is the victim. Okay. Of like, I'm a victim of like, I'm sorry. Like that was just my childhood trauma, like coming out. I shouldn't have yelled at you like that. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry. Can we just work on this? And they'll try to get back into your life using like the victimhood mentality. Like, you know, I wanted to spend more time with you. It was just my boss. Like they were constantly on me. 
they, they're probably actually cheating, but they were constantly on me. Like I wasn't able to like spend time with you, like all this kind of stuff, the victim mentality. Then you have the idea of like the fake apology. Okay. And the reason why it's a fake apology is because an apology without changed behavior is manipulation, AKA fake. Okay. So with an apology coming from a narcissist, a lot of times you'll have them apologize for maybe, maybe, um, their aspect of it of like i apologize for like the traits or like i'm sorry that like i made you feel that way but then there normally is something attacked on the end of like i'm sorry i made you feel unsafe but you know i really just couldn't connect with you you know i'm sorry i cheated on you but you really weren't there for me you know i'm sorry that i did x y and z but it actually was your fault and they slowly slipped the blame under what you normally see is a narcissist that's trying to apologize. Sometimes we'll try to put the blame on you to start off with of like, Hey, like it's your fault. Like it wasn't me. It was your fault. And a lot of times I've used the phrase, they'll say it's your fault for a period of time and they box up what looks like your fault. Okay. So picture a box right here, a box up this, and they're trying to hand it to you. And they're saying, this is your fault. And then you're like, no, that's not my fault. That's yours. And you're like, oh, okay. And they take the why off and then like, Hey, it's our fault. And then you're like, okay, I'll take some of that. And then they hand you the whole box. What you don't realize is nothing changes between the your fault and our fault, except they drop the Y to be able to give you the same pack of shit that they started off with. A narcissist's apology isn't real because it doesn't follow with changed behavior. They'll come back into your life and they'll start love bombing. They'll be like, hey, I love you so much. Like we're meant to be. You'd be surprised to know, like some, some people think they're like the special ones out there that this is unique. No, you'd be surprised to know how many people break up, awful breakup, like get thrown out of the house or whatever. The next time they see the narcissist, the narcissist is proposing. Because it's a giant love bump and future fake of like, wait a second, I got to get this person back. Let me focus on connecting with them. Let me get there and be like, hey, I love you. I want to marry you. Boom. You're under their control. They just got you. They'll say nice things. They'll build you up. They'll put you on the pedestal. And they'll try to get to a place of saying like, hey, like this is the best that it's ever been. We connect better. We love better. All this kind of stuff. The problem is you keep looking for the real person the real person that you saw at the very beginning of the relationship. And you think that's real and you hold out and you wait for it. And you're like, wait a second. Now I actually see that person. I'm like this is, this is the same person that I fell in love with to start off with. And you're like, wait a second. This is awesome. This is actually who they are. Maybe they were just going through a bad time. Maybe it was just their addiction. Maybe it was just something they were struggling with. Like this is great. Like now we can get back together and you get back together a week later, a month later, it all goes back because it never was really changed. It was a addition to the mask. It was a, a false reality that they were projecting there. Then all of a sudden what happens is they devalue, they pull away. The pedestal that they started building you up on, they all of a sudden ripped out from underneath you. And then you're crawling and desperate and being like, how do I get back on top of that pedestal? How do I get to the place where you actually called me every day? Where you actually text me? Where you actually spent time with me? Where you actually praised me? Where you actually... And all that validation was put out there in a form of manipulation and control. Hoovering happens a lot. And it happens once you leave the relationship where the narcissist will do just about anything to get you back. I've seen this 
case in point, like three times in the past week and a half. And it's been literally where the narcissist has either said over the phone or has, or has texted the other person, just tell me what you need me to do. I will do anything to get you back. And people need to understand that's not romantic. What that is, is pure desperation and they mean it. They will do anything to get you back. They will lie. They will manipulate. They will cheat. They will distract you. They will do anything they can. And if that means fabricating a false reality, putting on a fake persona of change and coming back into your life just to be able to make it work for a couple more weeks until they can dump you or until they can go back to being they were the way they were before, they will do that. So if you have someone to say, hey, I'll do anything to, to make it work, be like, you didn't do anything before. Peace. Go change. But don't change for me because I'm not going to be here waiting for you. With Hoover, there's another one, and that's Reverse Hoover. People are like, what is Reverse Hoover? Like, that sounds kind of weird. Reverse Hoover is when the narcissist has spent time observing you and grooming you to make you come back on your own. Think of it as like Boomerang Hoover. Like, really, like what they're doing is they're like discarding you, but they know you're going to come back. And oftentimes, this is based on maybe avoidance attachment style or an anxious attachment style that they groom over a period of time and get to the place where they know if I push you away, you're going to come back to me. So it's like they throw the boomerang away and the boomerang still comes back. They're like, I know this is going to happen. So when they break up or when they leave or when you get out of the relationship, they just kind of sit back and they're like, it's fine. I know they're going to come back. They're banking on that confidence. They're banking on the thought that like they just made your life hell. Either they discarded you or you left. And they just like sit back, kind of like peruse your social media, make sure that you're struggling and they just wait for you to come back and look for the validation that they know they can give you and that they'll tempt you of once you come back for a period of time and then they'll take it away. Sometimes people ask the question, like, why didn't my narcissist hoover me? Like, was I not good enough? And the problem is you're asking the wrong question. Because number one, you're basing your question that your validation comes from the narcissist and it doesn't. Validation comes from you. It comes from inside of who you actually are. It doesn't get validated by how a person treats you, about how a person acts towards you. That's not your worth. That's not who you're defined as. So if you're looking for a narcissist to come back into your life and to hoover you and they don't and you start to doubt and you're like, wait a second, like this doesn't make sense. Like I thought I was good enough. The narcissist doesn't even care about that. And sometimes when they don't come back in your life, it's just because they're distracted with another supply. Or they're moving on to the next person because they don't care. And they'd rather continue putting up a new mask, projecting onto a new person. The grass is greener on the other side and continue to move forward in life without thinking anything of the past. The majority of narcissists, Hoover, yes, they do. You should always prepare and be aware of the possibility of a Hoover coming into your life. That's why we say block, ghost, go no contact. Make sure there's no way for them to contact you and also no way for you to watch their social media because they're going to put on a giant production proving to you that the next person is their soulmate, that the next person is the one. So please be careful. Are you constantly getting sucked back in? If you are, there might be a mindset change that needs to happen. 
there might be something we could talk through and kind of help you work through the process of like, wait, what is the story I'm telling myself that keeps pulling me back to this toxic person? What do I need to do to change, to modify, to get rid of those triggers so that I no longer do this because I'm tired of getting sucked back in? If that's you today, I would love to talk to you or go to a therapist or another coach. I don't care, but like you need to work through this to get out of the trauma bond, to get out of the ruminating stage and to get to a place where you can be happy, healthy, and whole. Don't hesitate to reach out.